as a Kenyan-American immigrant who helped his parents bootstrap their home health small business to a few hundred employees, our next guest has applied those learnings to his mission of redesigning the healthcare experience for the consumers his company serves. In today's episode, Joseph Katonga, the founder of Vitable Health, joins us for an eye-opening and insightful conversation about the difficulties living wage workers face in accessing affordable healthcare and how he and his team are solving these critical issues. While together, Joseph shares his journey of applying his childhood experiences, coupled with his adult professional learnings from outside of healthcare and launching his fast-growing and thriving startup. Join us for this refreshing conversation filled with passion, determination, and hope that we can reimagine, redesign, and build a new health plan for everyday people from the ground up. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Joseph, welcome to our podcast, and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Mike. Happy to be here. Well, Joseph, I'm excited to spend time with you today to discuss your important work and mission to redesign the healthcare experience by putting your members at the center of care. But before we dive into your important and inspiring work, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment and visit passionatepioneers.com in order to share your feedback and ideas. Simply scroll to the comments section at the bottom of each posted episode. And lastly, Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Joseph, it's almost time for our community to learn how Vitable Health is building a new health plan for everyday people from the ground up. But first, we're going to get to know you personally. We're going to select an icebreaker question here. Let's see what comes up. Oh, Joseph, we're talking food, my friend. What's your favorite meal and why? So I'm from the beautiful city of Philadelphia, and I'm almost required to say that my favorite food item is a Philadelphia cheesesteak. So if anyone ever gets a chance to be in the beautiful city of Philadelphia, they have to try. So what makes a cheesesteak so special? I mean, if there's anybody that can talk about a cheesesteak, it's you. What makes a Philadelphia cheesesteak so special? I think one is that it's made in Philadelphia. And then, you know, kind of an extension of that would be that it's made with Philadelphia and brotherly love. So those two things make it quite special. Well said. You know, that is always the secret ingredient for a good meal when you cook with some love. I couldn't agree more. Philadelphia cheesesteak, city of Philadelphia, a great place and so many good memories for myself for business and as well as a young child going there for some football camps. I used to train in the city around there. And actually one of my mentors from my training days as being a college athlete was Dave Akers, who was a former field goal kicker for the Eagles a number of years ago. I'm sure you remember Dave. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. He's a great guy. Well, thank you for sharing that Philadelphia cheesesteak. It is Joseph. And I'm looking forward to diving into your work at Vitable Health and your journey and mission after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. This episode of Passionate Pioneers is brought to you by Augmetics, ambient medical documentation and live clinical support. Did you know that nearly 75% of clinicians surveyed in a recent study say they spend over 10 hours per week on paperwork and medical notes? 
but clinicians who've adopted Augmentix are spending less time writing notes and more time providing superior care to their patients. Augmentix is a leading provider of remote medical documentation using remote AI-assisted live scribes to observe, listen, and capture relevant details from natural conversation for over 35 specialties. Augmentix provides real-time support that includes orders, referrals, and reminders to deliver accurate, complete, and timely medical notes. Augmentix brings back the joy of practicing medicine. To learn more and to bring the Augmentix joy to your practice, visit augmentix.com slash passionatepioneers or click on the link at the top of the episode notes. We are back with Joseph Katonga, the founder of Vitable Health, and we have much to discuss today. Joseph, thank you again for being with us. The work you and the team are doing at Vital Health, incredibly important and more important now than ever. Can you give us the history lesson of how you even got into healthcare in the first place? What I love is to see new entrepreneurs coming into this industry that have not been in this industry for their whole career. They're bringing new, fresh, and energizing perspectives on how we can reimagine the healthcare industry. And I'm fortunate to be able to spend time with you you've done exactly that. You've come into our industry, you're bringing new ideas, new opportunities to really reimagine how we deliver care in our country. Joseph, can you give us a little bit of that founder's journey, the history of how you got to launching Vitable Health, and then we'll dive into what you guys are currently working on, where you're at as an organization, where you see things heading for you, the team, and the industry at large. But first, let's rewind that clock a bit. I was born in Kenya uh, and moved to Philadelphia when I was about 13 with my immediate family. And a year after moving here, like many immigrants chasing the American dream, my parents decided to start a home health small business where they'd hire caregivers and registered nurses to take care of seniors and people with disabilities in their homes. And over the last 10 years, they scaled the business and bootstrapped the business to a few hundred employees across Pennsylvania. And I was fortunate enough to really grow up in that small business home health environment. And a lot of that shaped my thinking. So by the time I went to Penn State, where I studied computer engineering, I was fascinated by the idea of using technology to solve you know, these deep-rooted problems for my parents' employees specifically, where they had this workforce of $10 per hour employees who made too much to qualify for the state's Medicaid plan and too little to afford comprehensive health insurance, so they were stuck uninsured. And for many small businesses like my parents, you find that you know, the far majority of employees opt out of the health plans that are offered. So they overutilize their emergency rooms as though since they don't have a primary care provider. And you know, this story has been told before where 70% of visits are unnecessary, costing upwards of $1,300 per visit which was actually more than my parents' employees' monthly income. So they'd go into debt for that. And it would just generally make upward mobility very difficult. The general concept was, well, could we offer them a health plan, a stripped-down health plan that would cover them for these everyday ailments that they rush to the ER for? And that's sort of what inspired what we're doing now. But it took a bit for us to get here. And at the same time, I was working at Microsoft as an intern on Xbox. And I'd go there and I'd have the perfect health plan, no deductible. I could get any care I wanted. And I'd go back home and interact with my parents' employees who couldn't even afford a $100 physical that they needed to start employment. And that disconnect is really what inspired me to take off my last year of school and really double down to building a solution that worked for them. And fast forward a year later, and I'm fortunate that we now cover a few thousand lives 
but we still have a long way to go to make healthcare work for both the population that is in the front lines during the pandemic, as well as, you know, those that are working from home. And we'll dive in more deeply in regards to exactly what you guys are achieving at Vitable Health and where things currently stand and where you're heading as you continue your growth as a fast-paced, high-growth startup. Amazing to learn about your journey. But I do have to ask, Joseph, because I think it's important to discuss this as well. You founded several other startups prior to Vitable Health that were not in healthcare. Was that experience of launching other startups, did you find those experiences to be helpful in preparing you to launch and continue to build Vitable Health? Absolutely. I kind of look back at my college career as a space where I fell in love with building. You know, I'd gone in initially as a physics and electrical engineering double major and, and very quickly transitioned to computer engineering because I just fell in love with the idea of not needing permission to build out anything that you wanted to. And so I built a variety of things, starting off with, you know, an event app that every college student generally wants to build so they can find the parties that are going on around them to building really interesting technology around collaborative note-taking and, and blockchain. And across all those things that I built, it was really going through the mechanics, not to uh, spoil the story for anyone, but all those projects did fail. But I learned how to build product. I just love building for the sake of building, not for the outcome. And you know, I learned to collaborate and build teams throughout my college career. And all those pieces really helped accelerate the journey with Vitable today, where I didn't make some of the mistakes that I made earlier on. I was able to build a top-performing team based on relationships that I built out at Xbox and that with those other projects that I built, while I was going through those other companies, while I was building them, it was painful when things didn't work out. I think the one that was most moderately successful was this blockchain application that we built to democratize access to financial markets. And you know, we had 14,000 users on the platform, but it ultimately didn't work out. But that help me go back to my roots. Where did I have an unfair advantage? And I kept going back to growing up in my parents' home healthcare business. I felt as though I understood the needs that my parents' employees had quite deeply because I'd grown up around them, many of them are friends. And if I was able to solve this problem in even a small way, we'd be able to build a robust business that could scale. And so that just doubled down my resolve to figure it out and work on the problem that I could see myself working on for the rest of my career. And I want to go back to one of your comments you mentioned that they were failures. I actually personally, with all due respect, Joseph, I don't believe they're failures. I'm very fortunate to be able to mentor and advise quite a few startup founders and entrepreneurs across the country in the health tech community. And I believe it's part of our journey. And then speaking directly to the entrepreneurs now that tune in, failure is the path to success. I don't care who you are or what you're building. You are going to experience failure before finding that big success. As a matter of fact, I think it's the natural part of finding success and finding and building a scalable company. I think exactly what you just described, Joseph, and that building resolve, using those as building blocks to put you in a position to win today with Vitable Health is necessary. And I think it's very healthy. So thank you for sharing that message. I think it's very important for our aspiring entrepreneurs and startup founders to recognize there is nothing wrong with failure. Matter of fact, it's part of the recipe for success. So thank you for sharing that a little backstory, Joseph. Let's dive into Vitable Health. I know you've done it over a thousand times and counting. Give us that elevator pitch. What are you guys building at Vitable? Right. The core of what we're building at Vitable is really this primary and urgent care health plan. And at the core of it, our care delivery model where we enable independent nurse practitioners to start their own practices on top of Vitable. 
and we have no physical locations. So we send our providers directly to our members' homes or we see them virtually. So we don't take on any upfront costs in setting our physical locations. And we're able to share those cost savings with our members, with our average plans, you know, starting at just $15 per month. And, you know, for the population that we're really building for, the uninsured that make $10 to $15 per hour, anything, the average health plans are simply too expensive. This care delivery model enables us to create this health plan that really is affordable, but they don't compromise on the quality of care that they receive. They get this concierge-like experience where we have members that are high-income families here in the Philadelphia area, as well as the hourly workers. So they get the same level of concierge care, and we really put an emphasis on making that quality experience affordable as opposed to watering down the healthcare experience that our members will get at that affordable rate. And let's talk about that nurse practitioner persona that you just mentioned and the platform you've built for these providers. What's the experience for the providers, for the clinician with the Viable platform? Can you describe that a bit? Right. Our network providers generally work at the local urgent care centers, ER, primary care offices, and they work generally three to four days a week, 12-hour shifts. They have this idle time that they'd like to supplement their income. And we enable them to essentially set up their own practice without taking on any risk at all. We drive patient demand. We built the operations layer and they just focus on actually just seeing the patient. And I think you know, what we found is that the providers that we work with genuinely care about patients and they want to spend their time getting to know the patients. And we just facilitate everything around them. And we found that that to be quite an attractive model for the providers that we work with. And how has the experience been for the patient? What kind of feedback are you getting? I'm imagining it's very positive. This is something that's very needed in the marketplace right now. But what's that experience been like for the patients you serve? What's that feedback you've been receiving? So for our members, the experience is quite simple. We work with the small businesses and other employers in the areas that employ these living wage workers who offer this as a benefit. So the employee, whenever they get ill, they just log into the Writable app and they're able to get someone to come to them. You know, if it's an urgent care element within three hours, if it's a primary care element, they can choose to be seen by the same provider by appointment that saw them initially. So not only are we building this preventative layer in the services that we offer to ensure that our members are healthy over the long term, but we're preventing unnecessary ER visits by ensuring that we're responsive, often faster than the amount of time that they spend at the ER for non-emergency ailments. It's like this Uber-esque experience that we deliver to our members that is quite magical, as we like to describe it internally. And that usually continues to be the focus even now. And while it's very important to continue to focus on that member and that patient, especially the ones that are operating within a living wage and trying to figure out how to gain coverage for them and their family, another area that there's some significant pain points are our business owners across the country. Can you discuss a little bit of what you guys are doing to empower either small, medium, or large-sized business owners and for offering these benefits to their employees and would then be your members? Can you describe that experience a bit and what you're experiencing there? So we work with a lot of businesses that have under 50 employees. They're not required to offer traditional health insurance for their Affordable Care Act, but they'd like to offer something to ensure that their employees are protected and they're healthy. But oftentimes it's just cost prohibitive, especially with the pandemic. Many of the daycares, home cares, restaurant groups that we work with, you know, really struggled to retain employees and attract new ones to come back to work. What we enable them to do is offer this low cost 
benefit that employees will genuinely love and use. So our utilization rates are actually quite high, 30% plus each month. And we put a high emphasis on increasing utilization each month so that we can continue to provide values to the employers that we work with and the employees so that, you know, in a year while they're renewing their contracts, they're not looking at us as though we extracted value from them, but instead provided value to their stakeholders. And you know, in addition to the just the overall primate urgent care health plan that we offer, we've been helping employers that we work with frequently COVID test their employees to ensure that they can safely reopen, as well as other occupational health services like pre-employment health assessments and things of that sort. When I was working at Microsoft, these didn't make sense to me that $100 could be cost prohibitive, but we found that we provide quite a lot of value to these smaller employers that were struggling to uh, hire employees fast enough to keep up with demand. And you've mentioned it now a few times, COVID-19, the pandemic that touches every single one of us. It's been a very challenging year, as we all know, professionally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, personally, it's been tough. And I always want to ask leaders like you that are building businesses during the greatest public health crisis that any of us have ever experienced. What has it been like for you? What has it been like for Vitable Health for your business? While experiencing this pandemic, what has that been like and where are you at now in regards to addressing COVID-19? COVID-19 really accelerated a trend that we've been seeing where in-home visits are preferable to waiting room with other sick people. It just so happened that we were able to do at the beginning in-home PCR testing where we send one of our providers directly to you. They'd be able to grab your specimen, send it to a lab partner and get the results within a few days. And more recently with the rapid testing and hopefully in a few weeks, we'll start administering the vaccine to the population that we serve. But we've seen really this in-home model become more adopted, at least in the areas that we currently operate in. And we expect that trend to continue because it's lower cost. It's a better experience. And we're able to really deliver a magical experience that will incentivize users to get seen sooner rather than waiting for their ailment to worsen before they seek care at more expensive acute care options. That's so exciting and so great to hear. And you're right. We've seen a lot of areas of healthcare being accelerated because of this pandemic. And one of those areas is exactly what you and the team are working on. You believe that this is going to continue. I fully agree as well. So let's go there for a bit, Joseph. Where do you see the future state of Vitable's work? where the industry is heading, say, the next 12, 18, 24 months. What should we be contemplating as leaders in this industry, given what you're seeing, given what you're experiencing? Give us a little bit of that future state, if you will. We're extremely fascinated by the fusion of telehealth with in-person, in-home care, where I think telehealth is great for a lot of things, but where it lacks, where the scope of service fails is really with those in-person interactions, whether it's a lab test, whether it's imaging, another variety of assessments that need to be done in person. We're fascinated by is building this in-home logistic network that telehealth can plug into. So that marriage of telehealth within home, we believe is where the future is going. And we're excited to play a small part in that, in a, at least starting here in Philadelphia and hopefully within the next 18 months in multiple geographies that we're looking to expand into. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, and mentioning different geographies, are you guys going to continue to focus on the East Coast? Are you marching West? What's that look like in regards to expansion across the country? So we have a few cities that we're closely looking at now and we'll be announcing over the next six months, but some will be on the East Coast and some will definitely be on the West Coast. Very exciting. Well, we're rooting you on. If you find yourself coming to Mile High to Denver, do let me know. This is a very exciting work where we're based here. 
and always love new innovative models coming into our community. So keep us posted as you continue to expand. And Joseph, let's flip the script a bit. We have some of the nation's most brilliant, passionate minds that are working in our industry, tuning in weekly to our podcast. So what is one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that our community can be contemplating or helping you with? So we're increasingly working with brokers to help small businesses get access to our affordable health coverage. And we'd love to connect with anyone that either is a broker or is familiar with or has worked with brokers before for a chat. That would be incredibly helpful. And in order to be able to help you, where can we find you online? Some social media pages, websites, or otherwise, where can we get a hold of you online? So my email is joseph at biteablehealth.com. That's the fastest way to get access to me, but also on LinkedIn, Joseph Kitonga, and on Twitter as well. And your website? Vitablehealth.com. Excellent. We'll also have all of those touch points over at passionatepioneers.com, our free global online community. Additionally, there'll be a post on the website for this episode where you can leave comments, questions, feedback, and ideas for Joseph and the team and for the rest of the community, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Of course, as always, you can scroll down into your episode notes and your favorite podcast player and click on through to get a hold of Joseph. So thank you for that, Joseph. We do appreciate it. We have one last piece here, one of my favorite segments, and then we're going to close this down so we can get you back to building Vitable and all the wonderful work you and the team have in front of you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because... Healthcare should work for everyone. I love it. I couldn't agree more, my friend. That's what rips me out of bed every day, continuing my mission to make this industry better and to have leaders like you here doing exactly that. I'm confident that one day we're going to get over that finish line. So... Thank you for everything that you're doing, Joseph. Give the rest of the team my best. You guys are doing wonderful work. Keep us posted with your growth plans. But for now, thank you so much for being with us this morning, Joseph. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.